0: Oh, oh, we up, we up! All right, well, all right, this um, is this is gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah,
1: to... well,
0: you know, I I think this is gonna be definitely interesting. Well, uh, welcome to our <laughs> well, listeners to the first episode of uh lion and the tiger. The lion and the tiger. You
1: know? yeah. Okay. yeah, two two kings of the. I'm, king.
0: I'm, I'm... Yeah, well, you know, we.
1: How do we choose this name, Besant? Oh, we just had so many ideas, and then we end up being like, No, nah, let's just go with the first one. <laughs> we were at like, Yeah, st- so it was, yeah, <laughs> it's like two guys on a cliff, <laughs> one guy, one one hand.
0: Well, you know, I, I yeah, I tried mine based on uh, Chinese mythology, and I think you did the same based on your Sh- yeah. Sri lankan heritage. So, you know, yeah. I, I think, so, yeah,
1: so so for the viewers, basically, I think it's a good. Yeah, so, so for the viewers, basically what this is, is it's just us talking shit for about an hour about the things that's happening in the world right now. Um, there's a lot of shit that's happening, um, both economically, both socially, and both um, environmentally, if you think about it, uh, as well as health. Yeah, well, yeah. We're, in a, we're still in the coronavirus. Holy fuck. Let's still keep on going. It looks like never ending it.
0: I mean, I mate, just keep it PG. I, I I think it's uh I think it's <laughs> important to <laughs>
1: have
0: have have a wide range of viewers. A wide so. range of views But <laughs> but you know, let's talk about this coronavirus, you know, it's it's been um been probably uh yeah. four or five months for us uh, down in Australia. Um yeah. you know, I I think we Just slowly getting out of it, except for our, um, except for the state of Victoria. So, you know, what, what, what what are you hoping for for the end of this year, man? Like, we still got six more months, basically. Yeah. Like, look, look, it, it, it
1: it ended up being like starting as a joke. Let's be honest. From where I am in my point, in my perspective, like, come on,
0: it was not a joke. (laughs) No, no, legit, it
1: was, it was a fucking joke. So, what happened was, was that uh, I was still working at uh, Pirelli and fairly is a very fun company because it's a very international like diverse bunch of employees right we're all from different backgrounds and most of them are from europe but there's also a couple of people from china so and i'm, I'm and I'm, even though i'm sri lankan but like you know employees there are also australian as well so we have a whole bunch of people and uh one of our colleagues was in china and especially near wuhan and in uh, February um, it's hilarious but people like, like the whole company found it hilarious that he was in Wuhan when the whole epidemic started in February and we were like oh my god he's going to bring the corona and there's so many jokes so many memes and we even like put like a like a biohazard on his desk and like covered it all up <laughs> so that when he comes it's just like oh look at him he's now like like in, in, the, in the cage and everything it was, it, was, it, was, it was a it was a fun practical joke at the time but now it's gone like, it's now a full global pandemic. And mate, I don't know about you, but this feels like never ending. Like, like you feel like it's going to be finished, but then there's a next wave coming through. Like it's already starting right now in America, but in America, it's weird. In America, it's not even a second wave. It's the f- still a first wave because they haven't really contained it. And now they've, the first wave is still c- continuing on. There's no second wave in Australia. This is a second wave because the infection, like the the cases, had gone down very dramatically. But now, since we're starting to open our borders, it's going back up. But yeah, like in 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 terms of my perspective, like it all started off like oh, this is nothing. It's only happening in China. But now it's all over the world. Like, can you believe it? Like, it's ridiculous. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's the um, you know,
0: you yeah, know in January, in February, when, when this thing started, you know, um, you know, uh, in, in its most dramatic way, you know, like everyone's making jokes and stuff, you know, people weren't taking it seriously. And, you know, countries like America are not taking this seriously. Um, Countries yeah. like Indonesia, Brazil, haven't taken this seriously, you know, and it's cost them in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of economic growth, in terms of, you know, increasing the, the stability of their nations you know america is just such a exception because it's just <laughs> you don't know what's happening you really don't know like what, what they're gonna do like you know you have yeah. donald trump as the president so you know you have no idea what he's gonna do the next day and the day after you know in terms of that so you know they don't really care about the collective in america if you, you think about it because um because in America, it, it's a required majority to you gotta wear a mask, you know, in 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 the majority of those metropolitan cities, you know, and people are just protesting that, you know, like ah, you know, I, I just saw today that you know a Republican senator was wearing a mask and just saying I can't breathe in light of the George <laughs> Floyd protest, you know, oh, man, you such have a political like thing. Yeah, people like this who overvalued the individualism rather than yeah. the collective and you know it's really hurt them you know usa is number one and it's a shame to be but you know yeah well not.
1: at least at least they keep up the theme with being number one so they're number one and getting exactly a- the number one with their economic activity the number one and everything <laughs> for good or the worse they're number one so that's good that's good to know but look i agree with you mate like when i'm thinking of america the average bloke, they look at everyone else for confirmation. For pretty much everything I don't know about you, but I find this to be true. Like if you are an American, you look at the person next to you and whatever they're doing, you do it. You there's this it's all herd mentality there in America. They don't they, they don't want to think for themselves. They just want to be like, oh, that person's doing that, or that person's not wearing a mask. Okay, so that means I'm not gonna wear a mask. Like it's like you, you, they don't. They don't even care about what the health outcomes. Is they don't. They don't think for the long term. And those who do, they're, those are the people who are in power. They are the ones who actually know what's going on. That's what I feel. I feel like, even though the politicians talk smack about not wearing masks and everything like that, they actually do. I think they understand it more than the average person in America. They know what's going on. It's just that they, they have to put. They have to be. They have to politicize it so that they can win voters. Right and you know the funniest thing i saw in one of the trump rallies i think the recent rally i think in oklahoma or something there was this old like I, she's she's overweight um she's old she's overweight and she was at like that the, she was at the line she was queuing up for the trump rally right and the reporter is asking so what do you think about the coronavirus and you know what she said it like drives me insane but like i, c- I can't believe this is like a normal thing she just said, "Oh, it's something cooked up by the Democrats to rig the twenty twenty election, like the coronavirus where, where that could potentially kill a person who doesn't have very good uh, breathing like who have very difficulty in breathing like like a medical condition, it's like you know getting a stroke or something like that. It's like a medical condition, and they just think, Oh no, it's cooked up by the Democrats because." That's what they want to do to focus on to win the 2020. Like, nobody cares about the 2020 election as much as you do. But, like, this is a health crisis, like, first and foremost. And you should, like, wear a mask. And I'm surprised that she didn't get the coronavirus. I'm actually so surprised that the people who attended the rally, like, there was, like, hardly any cases. Or maybe there are because we don't know because they they might not have been tested as much. Like it's it's really ridiculous yeah. because like I, I find that to be so true in America. Like people just follow everyone else when and then make a decision instead of doing it your own research. There are those I, be, I believe in America that actually do that. They're the smart ones. They're the ones that are inside the house. They're the ones that have never left the house. On, only go with a with mask and to get the essential service and then just come back home and then just stay put while there are others that just go all over the place, you know, if they got the virus and they're transmitting it all over the place, like it's ridiculous. And, and yeah, well, I, I
0: think even you can see it here in Australia, you (laughs) know, people wearing masks. Yeah. Asians, you know? Yeah, that's true. You know, it's just like you, we're just lucky that in, you know, where we are from, you know, we, we haven't had, we're lucky that we haven't had this, you know, blow up in our faces but you know we're incredibly lucky you know we have advantages if you think about it compared to other like other world cities you know we don't have the concentration of people within such a small area that you know that it can easily transmit so you know so it's only like it's only been around a couple areas and permanent made it there because you know you know sydney is um I hate to say it, it's not really multicultural in the way that you think. It's, it's. It is true. It's really like you know we segregate us to like you know. Yeah. You have the Bondi hippies and you know you have the people, in in the inner in the inner in city in terms of Mariville, You know have people like that. So you know ability to like you know come. There's not. There's not. People don't really come together in terms of the sense. You know, people do go to the city, and that's probably the way that you know most people do get it. But you know, yeah. just going back to the election, who who do you have for the U.S. presidential no. election? You know, who? President, who, who presidential. You yep. Your money on.
1: Okay. Now, uh, my money. Ooh. I have a weird feeling. I think it might be Biden this time. Because maybe the silent majority would be thinking about the person that they want to lead past a crisis. So you would want a steady hand. And the silent majority would probably choose a Biden over a Trump. I think that's, that's my bet. Even though Trump could win it. Like he could rig it. He could still win it. But like it's like, you know, if I was a regular voter, I would just be like, oh, look, there's so much chaotic, like catastrophe. I just want at least someone to make sense of that. They, I would choose a Biden. So it's just like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's kind of hard for Trump to win. Well, the- yeah, yeah. I think it's. Yeah, I think yeah. This one is harder for Trump to win because there's already been a collapse and there's already been a Armageddon. It almost feels like Armageddon. So unless he, I think the best way for Trump to kind of get an advantage is to like. Do some killings, (laughs) like actually just go full like unleash, just, just maybe even target the Biden camp, like with the coronavirus or something, like just (laughs) actually like legit do like because the guy can't get like the guy doesn't go to jail for anything. What's what's there to stop him from just shooting Biden, like or something like that, like you know, some you gotta go like if I was Trump, that's what I'd be thinking, and and honest to God. Like this that might be the best way of doing it. Because doing it trying to beat Biden like in a fair way is not gonna happen. Because the silent majority is gonna choose Biden at this stage.
0: Well, you know, that's how Trump came in power because of the silent majority. You know, it's it's a word yeah. that started with him and it's uh yeah kept his way into political talk. But you know, I, I, I seriously believed before this coronavirus thing happened and before the the response that Trump did—that you know—that led to incredible loss of life. That so he was in the running seat, and that's why he is coming out and uh, getting, attempting to get the campaign, Biden campaign, to go on a more debate uh shows because they currently have yeah. four, as agreed upon them. But then ne- Trump needs more to get the get the. Get the damage in, but you know, I I think I, uh, I think Biden's also a tough choice. You know, it's it's again to the Hillary and Trump debate. You know, who who do you want? Who's who's yeah. the worst of two evils? Yeah, you know? again,
1: same sense, same as this time. It's problematic. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a systemic problem. It has always been that. But uh, but you know what? I also. Uh, Quite a funny, but also quite sad, is that this coronavirus is the worst thing to happen to America. Reason being is coronavirus doesn't care who you are, it just kills if you are not careful. And Americans are the least careful people. Like, you know, they would do like anything to just go outside and just enjoy themselves. And that's the worst thing to do right now. So it's a virus that prevents the American way of life. And is the worst kind of virus because if it was just a, something that just comes and goes, then of course Americans don't mind. Like, you know, Americans can do what they want and there will be no consequences. But in this case, for the first time, I feel like this virus is so anti-American. It just inhibits anti-American way of living that it's going to hurt them because it's going to hurt them psychologically because you know, Americans are used to like spring breaks and all of those holidays and everything. And they, they usually party and they, they usually like, you know, get drunk and you know enjoy themselves. Now they can't do that. Like, it's just like, it prevents every aspect of the American way of living. Even golf is kind of tough because like, you got to be like socially distant, but you know, people don't really do that in those courses. So it's like, What I really find it amazing is that this virus just attacks America, like literally and like figuratively. And, um, what do you call it in terms of the election? Like, yeah, I, I just can't believe that it's come. it's, It's back to 2016. Again, it feels 2016 again, but different, like, like in terms of people who elect people, like, before, I remember when you started the Democratic uh, campaign, right? There were so many, like, different kind of senators going for presidency. But it always, like, fizzled out to, like, one or two dudes who have the most money or who have the most influence who have to be white, and they get it. Like, Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, I think I think Obama was the exception, but yeah. not the rule. So he was just yes. so charism- charismatic that, and he has so much people power yeah. that he he could overcome the establishment. Yeah, you know? Exactly. But you know, Biden, Biden is just – um, he's an interesting choice. Yes. You know, and and I have to say this: it's it's for him to lose. It's not for <laughs> yes, Trump exactly. to win, It's for him for Biden to lose. You That's know, true. Biden has uh, a ten a ten point uh. Uh, average uh, over over Donald Trump at the moment, you know. I mean, I, I, he has lost to, it in the past. He he was yeah. almost about to lose the Democratic nomination. So I I think it's I think it's tough, but for, I, I think it's for Trump to win. Uh, Trump to just do what he does, and and see if Biden cannot uh, yeah. deflect, which he has a yeah. hard tr- hard hard trouble of doing so. Yeah. But so on to on to something new, uh, on to something new, you know. And now India and China are going at it, you know. What what, <laughs> what, what do you see, what do you see from that? From uh, you know, you you you're you're from the area, no,
1: nah, not the, really the
0: subcon sub subcontinent I, area. You no, know? what I, what do you what do you see is fizzing out to?
1: Well. I think a couple of things well first being it is it is interesting that it's the two biggest like populations going at it like india and china have like the biggest populations even though america claims that they're the biggest country in terms of gdp yeah but in terms of like population it's india and china right they're they're going at it um i think it's for resources because because of the china the u.s china trade conflict it makes us uh, it makes china india much more attractive and i think lately they've got into some disagreements and because india do not have a bigger military compared to usa perhaps why china might want to get more land grab so especially in the tibetan rate region uh tibet is like the intersection between india and china and uh trying to gain control there is a strategic move by the Chinese government. Um, from a Sri Lankan's point of view, I don't really care. Like, I, I'm actually not paid attention to this, like, surprisingly, even though it's, like, up north. It's it's not really anything I don't feel too concerning, even though it's just, like, who started who. I, like, I don't even know. Any, anyone can, you know, twist the truth, be like, oh, this person started, and that person started. But both the Indian government and the Chinese government, I don't really trust anyway. So it's like, <laughs> whoever started who, I, I don't care. It's just that I know that there's going to be a battle. There will be a battle. Uh, but would 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 the battle be big enough for me to care? That's that's how I think of it.
0: You know, um, you know, China and uh, India have been going at this forever. You know, back in uh, 1960, oh. you know, they already fought a war on this particular... On this particular uh, border situation, you know, and you know, I, I'm down to, you know, you can always blame the British for something, you know, you know, you can always blame the British for setting lines up, you know, and you know, and just having no disregard for, you know, um, no disregard for, you know, like who who lives there, you know, the inhabitants of the area, so you know, I, I think it's going to be going on much more frequently now because India's coming up. India is a country on the rise, and and, you know, and and I think it's I think it's a good good example of uh, what 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 a democratic capitalist and a socialist capitalist. You know, how how are they gonna fight it? And I think it'd be a good example of you know of like which system is actually better, because you know.
1: Yeah, even though I kind of feel like in India, it feels a bit autocratic in a way, like Modi does stuff and people follow. Like there will always be reaction back, but whenever Modi does something, he tends to stick with it and everyone eventually conforms. So it feels a bit autocratic over there as well. Kind of like I China's fully autocratic. If you ask any Chinese citizen to do something, they just follow like they just they just do it. They don't really question it. Those Yeah. Yeah. Either, either gets killed or either gets uh, like their their message and content gets completely censored in China. Like that's but that's 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 the price of living there. Like you have, like if you you should know you should know which environment you like if you get yourself into a different environment you should at least know what the environment is. So it's like <laughs> yeah. That's no, pretty Well, you, you know the 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 argument against um
0: the argument against media is is definitely is definitely there. You know, um, you know, it's definitely true. You know, the the Chinese government does uh does censor information. You know, but you know, I I think I think I think the West and America and 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 the Western sphere of influence. You know, I think they gotta understand that you guys do the same thing. You guys run a propagate proper. proper um, arm, but you know that's that's the thing you know what what one man calls propaganda another man calls news, so you know it's just you know it's just like it's just as they have this anglocentric centric view on things you know like you know you believe that you know everything that in the b b c or n b c or you know yeah or in our own australian uh, broadcasting corporation you know we we have that unbiased <laughs> view, but you know it's 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 not really true and i i don't think it's true because the way that in america in, in australia the way it works is that you may have news but they can bury it upon other news other information you know they can just bury it you know once you get something they can bury whatever you want and yeah you know, and you know that's how uh you know just recently you know you know we we have a high court justice you know have these allegations yeah of that, sexual assaulting. so
1: so for the viewers who are not in australia so basically this this high court justice had it's been come to come to fruit yeah so
0: high court is a basically the highest court in the land
1: in australia yeah um basically there's this really like prominent justice uh was it lawyer is he lawyer or ju- no, he's a judge prominent judge in the yeah high judge court. uh everyone and yeah and he i think wrote so many law books for any future graduates to learn from as well so he's a very highly respected dude um not i, I shouldn't say dude he's like a respected i don't know what the elite word is like he highly distinguished respected distinguished distinguished, distinguished judge in australia in the high courts and it has come to light that he has made sexual misconduct against graduates, right? Like female graduates.
0: Uh, yeah, female associates. Uh, female uh, law. Associates. He was overseeing. Yeah, that he was overseeing. So you know, and it and it was supposedly well known within the legal circles that you know.
1: That and and, and I'm guessing most people. Yeah, yeah, and most people who are doing. I like yeah yeah. yeah most, Harvey most, Weinstein. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, and most people who are doing like submitting like law doc, like, law reports and law assignments when they're doing their law degree would have quoted him at least for some of the some of the bylaws that you wrote. So it's just like what's interesting is, and he also has an Australian Medal of Honor. Like you know, has you he? you win a medal for being a distinguished Australian. Like this is before this information came to light but like just imagine that like like you you act like a pedophile and you still win an australian medal of honor and you know now people now people care like before people couldn't care less now all of a sudden this information come around and they're like oh my god this guy is an actual like he has criminal intention and now he should be held accountable etc cetera, etc cetera. like it's insane like it's, I find it insane that, you know, okay, I'm not defending the guy. I I really don't. I really don't care. I I think he, he deserved to be in a jail. But what I find insane is that why is it, why does it take so long for action to happen? And like, why wasn't there any articles or any sort of reports back then? Like, and why wasn't there any checks and balances to prevent something like this happening? Like, it's just it just feels like oh okay whoever I'm gonna get replaced next will be like really really distinguished we're not gonna question his uh like ethics or we're not gonna question his morals and we'll just let him be there. like that like it I just find that insane like yeah well you know
0: in the if you have a position of power you can do whatever the <laughs> fuck you want <laughs> and, and this and this just shows it you know and, you know, this guy was highly distinguished, and, you know, this is, this is staying in his record. So, you know. Yeah, it's quite the same. So, so it does, you know, the truth comes out eventually. But, you know, what happens is t- six women, you know, who have had this done to them, you know. Yeah. They're never do the same. They're never the same. So, you know, yeah, well, yeah, I think it's disappointing. And, you know, I, I think, you know, I think, I think... I think you got to look into it and I think you seriously got to make sure that this guy, if it's true, that, you know, this guy, this guy should go away for a long time. Oh yeah. He deserved it.
1: What do you think of Facebook's influence in the upcoming election?
0: US election. Sorry. Okay. Well, well, uh, as you can see from the last election, you know Facebook has an incredible value to the to the U.S. presidential election. You know, whatever you can get across on that on that platform, you know, you have a high chance of winning. You have people spreading misinformation, fake news, or whatever have you. You know, that is so powerful, and you know, and I think you know, and I think social media has has increased the ability to get information, but also has ability to uh i don't i'm I'm not sure you're aware of this cancer culture where people would literally destroy your life for whatever you say racist or whatever have you you know i don't think it should be the way that we should go and obviously you know people People say this racist stuff. I think you can ultimately disagree with them, but I don't think that ruin their life is a good way to go about it. It's, it's just more mentality. It, it's crazy. It's back to like the French revolution where whatever you say in public, you're going to get shot. So, you know, you're going to get shot or whatever have you, you know? So is that so dissimilar to what China's going through right now? You know, people... Although you can you can't really compare you don't know really what's going on in China, but it's just Twitter has made elections better and also worse as well. so like Facebook and Twitter are the two culprits of misinformation. you know you're in because the way it works is that Facebook and Twitter gives you information that you want to see. It creates a bubble around you it believes that the rest of the world believes what you believe. So, you know, that's not true. Everyone has their own thoughts. Everyone has their own thinking about particular topics. Yeah? And it does mold your mind into thinking in certain ways. So that's why you got to try to not get everything through Twitter or, or anything. Because you can't write an argument or, like, a sensational summary of something yeah. with, like uh, – a, sh- a short paragraph, you know, essentially. So you know, <laughs> you're just, yeah, you're just getting a stage where you need those taglines to win, and and that's how you know, and and that's how um, Facebook yeah. does it, you. Know? And just like we're seeing it now, you know, every, every advertiser is getting off Facebook. You know, uh, I just lost just uh, trillion status or something like that, or being in a status. So you know, oh, it's just I feel, I feel sorry for the
1: guy. no but the the crazy thing is that like from a finance like i do i'm a finance guy like from a finance perspective the business model of facebook is what's preventing it i feel is what's preventing it from maintaining a user base more than three or four billion users that's that's excluding like bots and everything like because you know pretty sure like about a third of facebook users are like bots or like you know organized like 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 you train in an NLP like a natural languaging process on sentiment analysis of all the texts in Facebook and then create a bot that replicates that behavior so that you behave in the same way as the bot, even though that bot's username could be Adam Jacobs or Adam Samuel or something. And but it's not really Adam Samuel. It's just a bot that's pretending to be Adam Samuel but they create messages like how an Adam Samuel would would react and behave depending on how you re- react and behave i feel like with facebook um it's gotten to a point where the business model is to maintain users in the platform long enough so that the users can see more ads thus they get the revenue per 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 user going up right because if if the user spends i don't know Four hours a day on Facebook. That's great for Facebook, because that means they can have four hours to show consistently, like consistent ads, which is something that normal pay TV or normal cable TV cannot do. Like you, you can't force me to watch cable TV or like you know, or like free to air TV for four hours, and you know expect me to see like twenty thousand ads. Like well, I, I wouldn't do it. Like I would just get out. Right. I I decide when I want to watch TV or not. But with Facebook, they have tried to make it so that when you're inside Facebook, you don't really click on other apps to get out of Facebook. And if you do go to like other apps like YouTube and, you know, Twitter or whatever, you come back to Facebook at the end. So you spend more time. Like they, they want to like, their business model is just to in, in, like control how you use the internet. I feel. And, To spend you to make you spend longer on Facebook when you're in the internet. Same with Google, right? With YouTube, they want you to spend watching videos. Like even with now TikTok in in from China, like they just want you to spend as much time as possible in the internet, like using the internet. Sorry. So like, it has gotten to a point where Facebook's business is now like generating news, and. You're asking a technology company to create policies to recommend to to, to to make to give to have Facebook be the judgment call on what things should be like inflammatory like racist or like you know, abusive or even completely not true is insane. Like you should have independent journalists like which is what they do which is which is what Facebook do and like contractors do and have a consensus among them to say if this is correct or not right? But it has gotten to a point where Facebook is creating far more, like they're creating way more content than the number of independent fact, check, fact checkers to verify. It comes to a point where they you have to use AI, and the AI is like so biased that they just let some of them go unflagged. That's that's why that's why you see like you know the politicians uh, in the in the upcoming elections going to use Facebook so like Facebook a lot because it's just going to end you know. When they create a voice, even if it's racist, even if whatever it is, it's not gonna leave Facebook. It's even though the policy says, Oh, you know, some of the posts might find offensive, et cetera, et cetera. They would still have the post up there. Like they wouldn't take it out because the AI makes the makes the judgment call go like, Oh, we've seen the same post already a thousand times. We'll give it a pass. Like we'll 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 let it fly through the platform. Because, you know. Facebook's Facebook's in a tricky situation. They want to increase user engagement, but they don't want to create content that's completely false. However, if it end up being that the content that's completely false bring the most user engagement, guess what Facebook would do? <laughs> they would help the shareholders and be like, "Okay, we'll create, we'll maintain that content." If there's a, you know, a post about Trump being the next god or something and that gets, I don't know, 10 million like likes, reactions comments etc Then, of course Facebook will keep that post like there. they're not gonna get rid of it because that's 10 million new unique users spending their time like adoring or hating Trump like both sides because Facebook has to make money and the only way they make money is to maintain users they can't do that uh, and their business model goes out of whack that's why I feel that whoever gets elected They have to impose regulations on facebook or even split them up they've just gotten too they've just gotten too powerful and they control most of the media even though you know congress like they're like 80 years old they don't they hardly even use facebook even they might use it but like they don't understand how powerful facebook is compared to the normal media outlets like because normal media outlets can complain and do all of that stuff, but then after after you turn off the TV or turn off whatever outlet you are on, you do not have to hear from them again until you wake up in the morning. In Facebook, you always get a notification, so you probably will have to check your notification and see what's up there. And then you start scrolling and you start seeing the content again. Like, it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, I I think it's... That's my yeah, rant. Stage ...where you need to have a, you can't just get information from one source, even though it's an aggregator of uh, multiple news sources, you have to investigate yourself and not many people are going to do that. Yeah. You know, and not many people are just going to go for the F to do that, you know, to the sufficient degree that, you know, to be, be, to be informed, you know, not everyone has tons of refit policy, you know, you know, policy about this policy, about this, you know, you need to, unfortunately, dumb down the idea to a couple <laughs> of words. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. you know, like it's jobs it's... and growth. Simple, very simple. You know, you can say that a hundred times and people think that this guy's a proponent for yeah. jobs and for growth in the economy. You know, you don't need to say well, what you're going to do about it. It's just, you just get it into people's head that, you know, I'm for jobs. I'm um, for growth. And, and that's it. And that's it. And that's how you, um. that's how, you know, messaging works. You know, that, that's, that's so powerful, you know, you know, no matter what you think, oh, you, you're always going to think of the like, you know, this guy can make America great again. You know, this guy can do yeah. it. it. doesn't matter that's if he doesn't do it or not. It matters. The point. It matters that's, if you believe cool. it enough. Yes.
1: And exactly. And, and I must give credit to those Trump supporters. Like they when they're in it, they're in it for like the long haul. Like they do not get their red caps and chuck it away. They keep the red caps. For till the next guy who does who says the what that the same thing that, that that same rhetoric and then they put the red cap back on. Like that's what they do. Like like those diehard, like conservatives and the guys from the right, like they're forever loyal. They're not the ones that you know, change sides or anything. They're the ones that are full throttle. Like you know, they what they say is what they what they think, even if it's completely hundred percent wrong. They just completely go with it. That's that's the power of those those type of people. Because no matter what you say to them, they would find a thousand ways to disagree with you. Like even if it even if those thousand could be like nine hundred ninety of them are wrong completely, and they are only only ten right, they would. Say the thousand; <laughs> they would not care for the ten. They sell; they they will say the thousand things. And uh, nah, that's what I find. Like I find that it's it's quite insane that, um especially like with Facebook, like if, when if we, when we go back to Facebook, like they have so much power, but there's been no one in the regulatory uh, arm of the United States government, or or even Congress. Well they they don't understand it. They they don't understand it. They they like they, they don't they don't care.
0: How can they make policy if they can't understand it?
1: So, I, I, that's not fair. They they do care. They had the whole hearing and everything. But they do Yeah, not but care. they don't
0: you, you can see from the way their questions are asking is that they don't understand
1: how how Facebook does what they do.
0: Yeah, they don't understand it and, and, and they how, are not willing to learn because they have so much to do so much to do day-to-day. They need to try to keep the ball moving you know yeah if you don't understand something you can't just take the time to
1: uh because the problem learn with, about it you know yeah yeah the problem with like facebook is that it's a global company it's a global messaging ecosystem it's not like you're in america you only get a you uh, like an american type of facebook or you're in germany you get a germany type of facebook okay maybe the language difference are like different right because people in germany speak german people in people in usa speak like english right but the type of content you see are the same like no matter where you are around the world like like the type of issues you see are the same type of issues if you were if you're from usa but you you now move to australia or something you still get us type of your news feed is still like us based with some Australian flair into it, because now you're in the Australian uh, continent, right? You're in the the Australian country. Like, your Facebook tailors the same type of content you see in America to wherever you go around the world. So if you're like a far-right kind of dude, uh, and you're in America, and you go to, uh, let's even say Russia, and... and, uh, um,
0: you you will see the same type of content. You see the you same type see. of
1: content, yeah. But in the Russian language, but you know, like it's just very similar. Like because Facebook already understands the, how you what you like, what you love, what you share, what you post. They they, they got a really good idea of who you are as a person. And um, the issue, and that that's, that's what brings me to like Cambridge Analytica. Cambridge Analytica was a type of company that got all of that data and made a person out of you, and then they used that person aspect to really target you with the ads. Facebook could do the same. They haven't done it. It's because it's they feel I mean, which is true because otherwise they can just manipulate any human being to do whatever the hell they want, right? But, you know, the problem is if it's not Cambridge Analytica, there could be another government entity that can do the same thing. Like you can go to my profile and pass out all of my data and find out exactly what I am. Like what do I like and what I hate and everything. That's what that's what's scary with Facebook. It's like, and I feel like it should be regulated. But will it get regulated? I'm not too sure. Even if Biden wins, I'm not too sure. And maybe.
0: Well, it's so hard to regulate it. Like, what can you do to regulate it? You can't split them up. It's not like a, it's not like standard oil. Yeah. And you can yeah, split yeah. them up into four companies. It. They don't sell a thing. They don't sell a product. They sell a service. They sell. Yeah. The intangibles, you know, how do you split up a server? You know, how do you split up, like, you know, how, how can you really split up Facebook? Like, what can you really do to
1: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Do,
0: do anything? You know, like, it's it's a website. It's, it's a service, basically, right? So, you know, yeah. what, what can you do? Like, you know, have another competitor? But, you know, no other competitor can can come up and beat Facebook at this time because Facebook's so big. So, what can you really do to beat Facebook with the tw- Beat the Twitter.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty all
0: that information aggregated because you know it's really impossible to do so. Yeah, what what can you do to prevent them from doing that? You're gonna have auditors ordering information or something like that. <laughs> no, <laughs> just right? imagine it's doing that. It's a sharing that. platform which has which has manifested itself into a official official way to get information, get news because that's what we. Want yeah. easy just, to judge this yeah. news? And we you know we are equal effort.
1: Yeah, just imagine divesting. Facebook. Yeah, just imagine like divesting Facebook from Instagram, WhatsApp, and then the Facebook or uh, ecosystem, right? <clears throat> like you split the three up. I I kid you not. Facebook, but they do different things. Yeah, but but Facebook. Things, yeah. But I feel like Facebook has gotten so used to WhatsApp and Instagram that they could just integrate them back together. Like, even if you split them up, Facebook will just be like, oh, you share my APIs a lot. <laughs> Let's just communicate. How would a regulator know that I'm communicating? Regulators are not software engineers. Regulators are regulators. They just see revenue, right? They just see revenue passed along. But Facebook doesn't really care. They could just be like, okay, if split us up. Split us up to Instagram, WhatsApp, and Facebook. They could just be like, but since we... Because WhatsApp and Instagram are so close together, we'll just pass the data along, and you wouldn't be able to, it would be able to see it because you're a regulator. How how a, how does a regulator see it? Regulator can't. Regulator don't have a software engineering degree. There's no there's no there's no mechanism to to detect when data is moved. <laughs> I don't yeah I, I, yeah built like that. And plus, they they they're not they, like Facebook themselves are not doing it. Like. It's an AI that will be able to do it because, if, because when, you solve, when you ask an AI to solve a problem, right, it's try to find the quickest solution based on the information that they have. So if the information requires the AI to use data from WhatsApp and Instagram, they will do it. It's automatic. And when you try to pass out how Facebook got the data, Facebook will not, Facebook will not say we did it. Facebook will say our AI did it. So it's not our fault. That's the issue. That's the issue with splitting up, you know, these companies like Facebook, even though I feel like they will get split up. It's just that it's not going to make a bit of, it's not going to make difference. Maybe, maybe it makes a difference to the shareholders because the shareholders go, well, okay, you know what? Now that they're split up, I'm not getting money from WhatsApp. I'm not getting money from Instagram. I'm just getting money from Facebook. I will shrink the market cap by three. (laughs) That's, that could be a, that could be a potential reaction. From a shareholder point of view but like from like a society point of view it's not gonna make any difference because Facebook would still Facebook relies on user data to build their algorithms and they would just get data from different sources even Instagram and WhatsApp once they're split because the API's have already been in connection they're not gonna they're not gonna shut the connection of the API's that's the issue with the regulators the regulators don't understand this because when when you're an oil company and you split up into three, that's completely different because, you know, you need all those connections between the, you know, the entities. So you're, you're breaking off the connection. So you can't have oil flowing from one company to the next company. You just have one separate oil company. That makes sense, right? It makes sense to split because they can't share the oil around. But in this case, the oil is the data. <laughs> the data can not be shared. The da- No matter how you cut it, cut off the connections, quote unquote, like between Instagram and WhatsApp. The connection is still there. <laughs> you just you just can't see it, <laughs> but it's there. <laughs> That's how they get really like precise ad, uh, ad, like precise ads that you see on your newsfeed. Like it's it's ridiculous that people in Congress don't understand that. But it's also ridiculous that the American people are just you know getting so angry about Facebook because let's be honest, Facebooks are at like Facebooks are at a crossroads. There's the morality vision and then there is the shareholder vision. Facebook has yes, the yeah. shareholder well,
0: I, vision. I, I think the biggest enemy for the startup scene are startups themselves. Yeah. are People who pump money into startups and they get a billion dollar valuation for something that a normal company, a normal mom and pop shop, if they did the same thing, like so so take the example for WeWork. if you did the same thing, if you were a property if you were like um a commercial property uh, developer you know who who was who was leasing commercial property, would you get this would you get the same thing as wework no because they they just said like oh yeah, we're a tech company, you know, and I think startups the biggest enemies themselves, you know they should really they should not be on a pedestal and they should not try to fix the world's problems because you know you have people who do it, who think it's the best nature, who thinks it's the best outcome for a society. But it's not really, you know. They they're so deluded yeah. with themselves that, you know, they can fix the world's problems. You know, but yeah. credit to them credit to them for attempting, but they gotta they gotta stop saying that, you know, oh yeah, we can we can fix the world's problems because no one Really can, you know. We problems exist for a reason, And and you know, and a startup obviously is going to try to solve a problem of a consumer. So, but you know, and now they are getting all this virtual signaling about you know that you know we should have an unbiased, un unbiased, you know, and, and provide information, you know, transparently. You know, that's something that they can't keep. That's something that they can't promise to us that they can achieve that because they cannot achieve that and you know and it's something that you know it's something just it's it's the same thing as corporate messaging you know in terms of just like you know just saying that we believe in diversity but you know if you look at the figures (laughs) if you look at the proportion of people in particular proportions of management or senior management or, or in those areas of you know of critical of the business infrastructure or the critical of the business it's still men that are in those positions. You know. And that's and, the, and the
1: that's, weird well, Yeah, that's just, the sad thing about it. You know yeah. the, the the really annoying thing about like corporations and their uh, all their diversity quarters is just that some of them just hire people for the sake of meeting the diversity quarter. Instead of like seeing that person's merits, you know, like I find that really like annoying because you could be like different, like, like you could be like female, you could be like, you know, different race, whatever. But if you're hiring a person just because you know what, we just want someone who is a female, like I find that really like weird, right? It's just like, if there were like a hundred applicants applying for a job yeah and yeah you know there's only two females applying for that job but you know the people you've already hired are already males who are actually very good at capable of doing the job but that one position and you go you know what i'm gonna get rid of all of the 98 candidates that who who can who are who are also qualified for the job and just focus on the other two but if i find that those two are not qualified i'd still have them in the final round interview and i'll give one of them the job i find that really strange it's just like just because you're trying to hit a diversity quota shouldn't mean shouldn't mean that you should eliminate the 98 people be like oh i'm sorry we don't have any more positions out for you for the 98 because we have to meet a diversity criteria it's just like why why were those 98 not good compared to the other people who are already in the company like that's what i find really strange with companies which is that they have this whole idea of meeting diversity. It's just like let's be honest let's be frank in this industry in this section do you have the people who are diverse uh willing to do the job or who have the experience or who have the skills to do that job if they do then you should hire them if they don't why, why, why are you wasting your time trying to get them? Still, why wasting trying to still get them, and hope that it, you know, magic comes through and you you do really great? Like, because there there have been cases where that's happened. Like, I'm all for diversity, but like, people who are diverse but who can't do the job, end up hurting the company, right? Even though they've hit the diversity, like, I mean, I'm talk I'm talking about like you know corporate here, but. There has been a case regarding our student society, right? Where, like, we we both of us used to like run a student society. But when we introduce like certain type of people into the student societies, you can you can automatically tell, like, the whole student society changes. So like um, we, had, uh, we had we had a, we had a diverse group anyway, but we introduced like you know a couple of uh, what do you know, females to the student society. And we we hoped that they would be a great addition. But then what ended up being was that they started controlling the student society, and we go, "Well, that's not what we that's not what we like hired you for. We want you like, to like do to do your job and do it good." <laughs> and then they just started changing the whole thing. Like they just started changing things that was already working, which is insane. Like,
0: well, I I think to that argument, um, you yeah. know we weren't in names here, but yeah. I, I I think it was um I think you need new people, you need new diverse ideas, you know. Even though that said a lot in companies, but I think it's really important that you, you have people come in who are different. But you can't just you can't just use that as a crutch to say that oh we we are a diverse and inclusive group. Because then, then you have the situation where you are all female, and you think that's acceptable, and and I think I think you know I think that's hypocritical. You know, I think it should be an advancement of all people, regardless of age, gender, ethnicity, creed, and that's something that you know that's something that's tough to that's t- that's tough for people to think the other way. Obviously, you know, it's it's not the fault of all white men that they are in the position of privilege so quotation in in quote you know in, you know you know obviously that we need to change something but you know i think it's slow and you know, and i, and I think it's going to get there eventually yeah. but you can't just try to social engineer it and that's what's been happening in america where they try to social engineer society based on the color of your skin
1: yeah that's true
0: based on affirmative action you know that's something that you can't do and it's so frustrating to hear these people say that you know especially especially from especially from the asian american community especially like you know you know people who who've been who've worked hard to try to get into Ivy leagues you know and basically you know obviously spots are limited enough because you got to consider the the people in privilege and the people who have already got a spot grant guaranteed by them because of the parents, um, uh, were former alumni of the university.
1: That's true. So, yep. you
0: know, you, you know, the spots, are, the spots are already limited enough. And then you try to associate engineer, uh, a split based on, based on what, what you want in your graduating class to be. So, you know, and, and it's really, um, frustrating to see that in America. And hopefully, we in Australia don't go down that situation. You know, we, we, we do fall in the U S but it takes time for us to actually implement those ideas. And, you know, and, and I think that, you know, yes, we should both be diverse, but we don't need to engineer that. Yeah, that's correct. To the extent that, you know, that, Oh, Oh, we need one woman for this job, but we'll give, we'll give people the hope that, you know, men, that you know they they have a chance at this role you know you're wasting people's time and it's really disheartening to see. yeah it does happen but from from job applicant's perspective you don't know so you just keep applying you just keep applying yeah and
1: and that's 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 the it that's that's the situation there like the wasting of the job applicant's time so recently you know i was applying for a job right and it was like an operations kind of job. And I just thought, you know what? I'll, I'll apply for it because I, I can now because right? of COVID and everything else, I applied for it. And legit, I had a phone call with the recruiter and everything. And she says, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, this is only for uh, we, we, we're trying to hire a, a woman to be in this position. Um, uh, if there are other positions out there, we will let you know. I'm like, are you kidding? If you're going to hire a woman, put that in the job description. Don't make me... don't no, you can't. <laughs> no, that's the weird. but the they thing. should, they should, they should, uh, like... But like, the, like, the, like, it's, you can't do that,
0: it's against the law, but they can do no, it behind the scene, they can make the excuse that, oh, this person wasn't right for the right... No, day. because,
1: you know, she's, she's straight up said that this is for a woman, I'm like, oh, okay, then you should at least let me know before I applied, and instead of wasting my time, right, because I'm not going to get it anyway, it's just like, why, why, why... Why? Why did I have to see it? That sort of thing. Like, that's the weird thing. Like, like it's just like. Engineer job descriptions. At least be honest and be like, okay, if you're a male, you're not gonna get this. Then, then I'll be like, oh, fine, no problem. I'll apply for other other jobs that I could potentially get because I have a better chance. It'd be better in the job description to be like, preferably uh, studying, uh, preferably women studying, you know, engineering. I'll be, I'll be fine with that because I'll be like okay that's 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 I can apply for something else because the problem is is that when you when you have when you advertise a job it should be inclusive for anyone to get it based on skills merit and then all ultimately comes down to culture and all of that stuff which is which is what what matters at the end of the day and then it's a, it's a judgment call by management to get you or not but i find it really like really, really disheartening, because when you put all that time and effort to do a job, job you know, to, to to do your resume, to redo your resume, sorry, for the job, and also to write the cover letter, like you do all of that hard work, and then to get the call and saying, sorry, you're you're not the typical, you're not the type of race that we want, or you're not the type of gender we want, uh, try again. Like, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's the worst feeling. And, and, and that's the, and that's, that's the, that's the dangerous thing that I feel like it will be happening in the future. is like jobs are not going to be open to everyone. It'll be open for certain type of people so that they hit diversity quarters. I mean, diversity. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, it's, it's all smoke and mirrors, you know, to be honest, it's all smoke and mirrors and you know, it's all
1: like, I, I like, all, like all, I said, all, I'm all, yes. all like, I'm all for diversity. I'm all, I'm all for it. The issue is, is that you've got to be open and honest, saying, "I only want this type of person to to the job applicants, so that they know that okay, that's not for me, that's for someone else. I respect them, that's for someone else. But when you open it up for everyone and say we want to hit diversity quarters, like that, that means okay, I'll apply for it, but I'm a pretty I have a 90% chance sure that I'm not gonna get this job <laughs> because I might not be diverse enough. You know, it's like it's very very weird, like. Uh, that's that's the issue that i buy that i could that i could see it from happening and i feel like it's not going to be like gender or race or any sort of diverse i feel like in the future it's going to be technological technology proficient diversity so if you can code or not like if you have the skills to code then you get more preference over if you don't have the skills to code because most of the jobs in the future i feel like going to be very much technology based or, like I can already start seeing it happening like even like in old companies they're not hiring for a new business analyst or a financial analyst they're hiring for like a technical support or a support lead or an agile developer you know or dot net developer you know software engineer like all of those new new jobs are tech based that's the that's what's happening.
0: yeah but uh I'm sure you're aware of the problem with uh the tech base community and you know and you have people you have people that you know um you have people like you know who want a social engineering thing and the startup community is it's at fault for that and it's rampant in that but they do it in the way that that no one understands and I, and I think a good example was do you remember the google developer got fired for saying that for the diversity memo?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I think I've
0: heard, I think I've read that article. Somewhere. Yeah, so James, no, i apologies to James if I'm quite if I pronounce his name wrong. So yeah, he's a he's a wise guy, you know. Probably, yeah. probably a, you know probably a Jewish stand you know. He you know he fits he fits into the normal um the normal way that you know that you know that these tech companies have you know. <laughs> You know, seems like a normal guy, and, and and I think that you know, he lost his job because he he stood for what he believed in, you know, and and and, and you know, he he was definitely um, he was definitely uh, outcasted. He was definitely outcasted for that. You know, he lost his job, and he won't be ever hired. I doubt he would be ever hired. Yeah. In, any future roles, because you know, he's got around, uh, you know, it's very, it's very prominent. And so, you know, he probably can never ever get another role in tech. So, you know, you, you, if you speak out, you're going to get outcasted. If you don't speak out, you're, you're part of the problem. So, you have really no choice.
1: Yeah. And that's, you, you,
0: yeah. And, and that's, and that's, and, that, and that's like what's concerning, you know, that, you know, that, you know, that, you know, that we still are. Discriminating against people of age, of of sex, of ethnicity, you know, and and it's just all all to pump up these numbers, pump up you know that we we are diverse, but the, but then you will see the pictures and 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 is it really diverse, you know? Why do we need to get to stage where we have to have one person from the from like South East Asia, one person from East Asia, one person from from the, from India, Pakistan or Bangladesh. So one person from the Middle East, one person from Eastern Europe, one person from Western Europe, you know, one person from America, one person from it, like, it, it comes
1: down to, you know, it comes yeah down a, it, it comes down to a very simple, simple question. <laughs> And 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 it's honestly what are we doing? And and it's the and it's the only question that, that answers your question. I'm sorry, and it's the only answer that answers your question. And it's with another question. How many applicants are applying? Like what type of applicants are applying? And the answer to that is everyone else. Everyone else who's not technically quote unquote diverse are applying for the jobs that are meant to be filled by diverse people. Because those are the jobs that meet their job dis like that, that 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 they have already professional experience in and that meets their skill sets that they could apply for, but they might not be diverse, so that means those guys miss out. Just because- yeah,
0: was well, the thing you know like you know, if, even recently you know uh, there was a study done in America you know if you have a Chinese or like ethnic name you are less likely to be higher. And I think that's a disgrace and I think you should be obviously for me and you know for for me if not for yourself, you know, and you I have a pretty ethnic uh first name and and I was just thinking recently, like, yeah, you know, maybe I should change it back to my um Chinese name. Maybe, maybe I should be proud of where I come from, not try to integrate.
1: Yeah, into as in like
0: society in that way, you know. I think we should be proud of who we are and proud of, you know. We shouldn't be as, as in
1: as in the issue. I find, yeah, the issue I find with diversity is that it it hurts both ways. If you're too diverse, it hurts you. If if you're less diverse, it hurts you. You have to be like right in the middle. Like you should promote diversity without discriminating everyone else. Yeah, we're we, we, trying to skew the outcomes you know yeah as in like you you do not you do not hire based on name or something you do you do not want to hire based on race you do not want to hire just based on that you want to promote it you want to promote people from hiring into those positions but you shouldn't ultimately go oh my god now we have five people who are who are diverse enough now now and there are like a 1,000 other job applicants. We'll get rid of all of the 995 job applicants and we'll just focus on these five. Like, come on. Just like, that's, that's just not fair for those 995 people who have applied. You've got to do it based on skills. If those five people are exceptionally talented, of course, go and have a look at those guys because those guys are really, really, really good. However, you shouldn't just automatically eliminate the 995 people. There could be some really smart people there. I agree yeah like like what what like this bigger sample size, so there could be a chance that one or two of them could be really good, so then you've got one or two of them that are pretty good, and five of them that if they are very good then or and you can start to see that it's become it, it becomes right however, if you've got one or two are really good and you've got four mediocre ones and only one really good one, do you end up hiring the one really good one who's diverse or the other two who could be like who are also just as good? That's, that's that's the issue the issue is just like you start to categorize applications into buckets and it's just not fair for everyone else because most of the people who have applied for those types of jobs are not the diverse ones and those people who are diverse um you know they might be applying for other jobs however if there are however if there's a case where there's 50 50 of people who are diverse in your I don't know, quota And then you've got other 50% of people who are not diverse then that's fair then everyone should be included in the sample size right not just the 50% of people who are diverse because I feel like what's what's been happening is that you know when you're hiring for positions once positions get filled and um, once they calculate the diversity numbers they just automatically start skewing the applications they just go okay we need to have five diverse people in a team of ten We've got so far two diverse and six people who are not diverse. So we got two more positions out left. All right, we need two diverse people. So that means that all the other applications that are not diverse goes out to the bin and they only care about the two that are diverse. And those two people get into the phone.
0: Like Yeah, yeah. And so like, disappointing like that, that that
1: that that just that's the sad astounding. That this year, yeah. that, that's yeah. astounding, right? Like it's like those two could be like really bad or it could be really good. But you do not know, right? And when you do do the interview, let's say they were really, really bad. They have to hire them. They end up hiring them because they, they need to fill the numbers. If they're not very good, they would still, they would still choose them. If they're very good, then obviously it makes sense. Get them. I, I mean, I would get them, right? But if they're really bad, well, like why do you need them? You could get someone else. Like, is, is diversity, like, the most important thing? Like, it drives me nuts because... because
0: yeah, yeah, like, I, I think, I don't know. I, I think if you look from a perspective of a female, you know, obviously there are, it's not resounding that, you know, there are structural difficulties and, for, for women to to, yeah. to become <laughs> leaders. And, and, and that's something that everyone's aware of right now. Everyone understands that you know it's difficult. There, there but, should, there should be there
1: should be more female business leaders. I agree. Like should be. Yeah,
0: and and it's not trying to. We can support it. We can say that you know I I absolutely support this, but it's just the way that it's going about it. It's just the most disheartening thing. You know. It, yeah. You can't, you can't try to like you know can't try and, to and play God. Yeah. I'd put it that and, way. And,
1: and and you know what what really like annoys me though it's that. Like a company like Microsoft, right? They do, like, you you know Microsoft, yeah? Yeah, I haven't heard of it before. Yeah, but Microsoft, like they are, they're doing, I think they're doing an amazing job trying to promote diversity, right? Even though all the news articles, like bash them on the fact that they're they're not diverse enough, there's still 30% of diversity and uh, 70% of people who are in executive positions are still in the executive positions, right? You've got you got, got a CEO, Sachin and who's Indian, right? But they're still bashing on about everyone else in the board, saying that look, that is the Microsoft is still not diverse enough. It does not represent the company, et cetera, et cetera. And Sachin Adele, like these guys are doing their best. They're, these guys are doing, they're working their butt off to improve diversity every like year on year, right? They're doing the be- they're doing this as much as they can, and they're still getting bashed because they're not diverse enough. And then when you look at their 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 income statement as well as their financial reportings, they smash it out of the park every year, but they get bashed on for diversity every single year, and, they, and it just drives me insane. Like you have no idea that the guys at Microsoft are doing are actually are thinking more ahead than most other people would do. In terms of diversity, diversity is like their number one policy, and they're working hard to to meet the qu- quotas. But they know that if they can't meet the quotas, it's because they have a very good reason. If they if they're meeting quotas, because they all have a very good reason as well. But the guys at Microsoft do a more like really good job at try to promote diversity and promote like good working culture, right? But they still get bashed, and I don't understand. Like they, they they've been hiring. Uh, more females into vice presidency roles in microsoft like that is a big like big achievement right like getting more getting more uh, female engineers getting more female business leaders up there in the microsoft vp ranks like you know up up into upper management right It it makes the company better right but they still get bashed for that because they're not doing enough like it's it's as if people just only look at the numbers at the end of the day and be like, oh, you're thirty percent diverse. That's not diversity. Like, yeah, come on, you can't just you can't just give you can't just break everything down to numbers. Like, that's just not fair on the company. Like, that's that's what I feel, because like companies like Microsoft are doing their best, but people still yap on about like, oh, it's not diverse. Like, yeah, like, well, you
0: know, it's it's just. It's it's a tough balancing act, you know? It's, it's a tough way to, you know, to do that, you know? Like, what can you do? Like, we're in a short amount of period to try to get people in who meet those criteria, you know? And it's just like, you know, you have to skew something, skew the metrics to try to increase those numbers. And, you know, that's, that's where the company's going about it, you know? You know? It's coming to a stage where, you know, where... You can be a, an ethnic uh, minority and a woman, and get hired over ethnic no, my, minority man. So you know, it's just because you take more boxes than the man would, you know. And I yeah. and I think that's um, I think that's you know, I th- I've you know, we equally see it, you know, we equally see it, you know, as it is, you know. I, and I think you know. And it's tough to get it right. And you know, and, and and you can we can all see that, you know. Business leaders do understand the problem. But yeah. you can't just like try to because you think about it, you're screwing over people's outcomes in in for their lives, you know, screwing that, you know. Obviously you don't know what the butterfly effect would be from like one person not getting a job. Who's highly regarded to get that job? You know, you don't. Um, you probably would never see the the back end of that. You, but you know, it's 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 way you're going about it. That's you know, that's just disheartening to see. You know, and and I think that you know, if you try to get the outcome, you're always going to try to get a method or a method or a way that that suits that outcome in order that to get the outcome that you really want. You know, and and that and that's the way that people have been going about it. And, but you know, like, how can you, how can you fix this?
1: Yeah, and I think. How the, can you really fix this? I think the best, best way to quote unquote fix it is to not look at a person's name or something and make an initial judgment call in the beginning. Like try to be as unbiased as possible during the application process. Like. I don't know about you, but what if you have like uh, have the applicants not not have their names, not even have their their i mean their, they should put their email address and everything but for for not the recruiter to see or whoever to see, but just have all of their qualifications and achievements in a, in 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 the resume as opposed to have their name have their you know personal information and all of that stuff in the resume even where they live is also yeah even where they live so, so get rid of all of the biases and just have the resume the the, the content being like okay I, I i went to this university i went to uh, i did this i I did that I did that so like the, the achievements achievements
0: even probably the universities well yeah anything that identifies who
1: you could be no, but with with university is a i agree with the university though because if you went to a good university that have that you did a good degree on that should that should get uh, Yeah, to- but what
0: if you we went to GPA a bad university
1: no but 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 the, but the gPA is bad, though if you're in a bad university, unfortunately it means that your the quality of your education is not as good as a good university let's be honest that way
0: It's it's also objective i I don't think that really obviously the statistics would probably differ but i I think that anything that identifies who you could possibly be is of concern, and, and you know, and it's well known that the more prestigious universities in Australia, you know, will have better opportunities for their students. Oh and, yes, of um, course, yeah. than other yeah, universities, yeah. and you know, that that's obviously not to withstand, you know, that you know that they try to be equal and you, you know, try to do the best that you can can at that particular university. But it is known that if you go to the top two universities in Australia, that you have a better chance. Of getting those yes. uh because you know the former alumni who are in those positions of power, uh, you know, that have come from these universities. So I think you got to take the university. Like obviously GPA, you have to keep it in, but I think university, the name of the university is also indicative of who you could be. Okay,
1: that's you know,
0: and and I think that's something that, we defer on. Anything, but that's good. <laughs> anything that you can indicate that who you are. Okay. Or we'll, we'll ultimately, use against you, probably.
1: Okay. So but I, I, I so, think we'd. Uh,
0: uh I I think we probably have the last point on this, and.
1: Yeah, yeah, but but I'm saying like, uh, I, okay, let's take your case, and we'll get rid of the university as well. in the resume. So we've got no personal information. So no name, no address, no uh, email address, any sort of thing to identify personally. Uh, no university. Name like the inter- institution name, but it tells you uh, the stuff that you did there. Like it tells you like because you, in your resume you write down what you did in there, and like the teamwork and all of that stuff, leadership skills, all of that stuff in the resume, and also your GPA very important. And then you got your work experience. Well, work experience you need to write down the institution, otherwise you can't just call it bias and be like, oh, I worked at here, I worked at. It actually matters because you are trying to get a job, and you need to tell me which you which company that's important um, and then you finish your resume and then you let a recruiter like look at the resume and that's the that's perhaps one of the best ways to fix this so that way the recruiter is forced to judge you based on your skills and achievements not you as a person and how you fit in that as a culture and that that initial scan should be based on just that that initial scan should be like okay i'm only gonna Okay this person is we've all done. this this person has very good skills and everything um and then when you limit that sample size then you add on the the biases and you'll be surprised that it'll be a 50-50 bias like a 50-50 thing so then already you've got a much better sample size than before because if you did a, a sample size before where you included the person's name and the institution everything you already form your bias and then you already med- medically go like no i'm not going to have this person in my company but now you have you excluding all the biases you've managed to find like i don't know 200 or 300 uh, potential uh, job job applications where you go okay these are actually outstanding candidates and oh apparently half of them are diverse great that's how that's how it should be. It's not. It shouldn't be. Okay, I'm only hiring one of them. One of them. Like that. That's the wrong way of doing it. That's what they're doing right now. But this this way this way you can eliminate eliminate most of the bias risk, and then you bring your bias back after the first round of uh, interviews. That way it's fair. That way you're basically judged on merit at the in the in the initial first stage, and then on the second stage is. Judged based on diversity or et cetera. But if you if you're a job job applicant and you get rejected on the first stage, that means that should let you know that, okay, I'm not, I don't have the enough skill sets for me to be part of this role. So I should need to improve my skills. However, if you're rejected on the second round or the second stage, that means it could be down to basically the company's culture, or it could be down to, you know. The fact that um, the company was a different type of person or it could be down to the fact that you're in your in your you know, uh, phone call interview you weren't very good with it or something like that but it makes it easier to for, for the person who's rejected on the second round to, to go okay i actually do have the skills for this job it's just that i need to develop other soft skills on along with it makes it fair, right? Because if I get rejected in the second round, I wouldn't be like having a tantrum being like, oh, I'm not diverse enough, so I'm, I'm complaining. It's just the fact that I recognize that, okay, you know, I need to fix certain things or maybe this is not for me. Like, At least at least you, you're given an honest view on on where you fail in your job application. Because right now, when you apply for a job, you get rejected. You don't know why you got rejected. You could get rejected for a whole bunch of reasons, but... You're not given any specific reason as to why you get rejected. And automatically, everyone would just go, uh, like for right now, when you get rejected, maybe because, oh, there's a better candidate. But you do not know what better means. Better as in better diverse, better skills, better experience. Like that. That's the that's the issue for job applicants right now. The job applicants right now do not know what they can improve on to improve their application so that they, get, they can get hired. Or the type of companies that are willing to hire them. They do not know, like I do not know, right? People say that they're diverse, but then if they don't end up hiring diverse people, then that's just a that's hypocritical, right? Like,
0: oh, it's always, always a front, you know? You want to be seen as slide by your consumers, so by your customers, by your shareholders, and yeah, it's it's, 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 it's by basically everyone, a, it's, you
1: know? It's, it's basically a marketing ploy just to say that you're inclusive, but ended up being you're not inclusive at all. You only want a specific type of person. And you're you're using diversity as a way to justify by looking at everyone as a whole and be like, look, I was inclusive. I included these people. But when you, as in, and looking at it that way, okay, maybe you're diverse as a whole. But when you're looking at how they got there, it's not very inclusive. It's very exclusive, only for certain type of people who get it but but my solution of the way of removing person's name uh, all of their personal details all of their all of the things that could disadvantage of them from bias and have everyone apply the job like that and then the recruiter can get a good idea of who this person is like person a person b person c person d and then be honest with themselves and go okay I only want person c and d because they have the skills to that can that can make them withstand this job. And then write a rejection letter for the person's A and B, right? And say first round interview, um, job applications, uh, unsuccessful or rejection. That way, that those people who failed know, okay, it's just that my skills need to be improved. I need to improve my skills. I need to get more experience. I need to get all of that stuff, right? Or I need to learn more. I need to do another degree or, you know, like, things like that but the people who go into the second stage if they got a rejection letter they would be they would know okay it's just the fact that i wasn't diverse enough or it's just that um, i didn't i didn't meet these criteria these these things
0: and then the- yeah but that's problematic in terms of you know you give me away your cards you know like oh why why did we reject this guy and that's it from the lion tire, tiger for episode 1 just hope this continues. So that's a great chat.